Hi, Sim. Hi, Anna. I'm blown away by this place, by the way. Oh, thanks. Dear listeners, we are at Anna's new house. And this is my first time here. She gave me the grand tour, and it's absolutely stunning. Congratulations. I love it. Thank you very much. It's very sweet. I've never lived out west before. I can smell the ocean, can see the tiniest glimpse of it. But <laughs> um, but thanks thanks for coming out here, Sim. I appreciate it. We have a lot to get to today. After I just wrapped my season and went on a press tour. Are you feeling better? Look at my eye makeup. I didn't wash my face. I still have like <laughs> fake eyelashes dripping down my cheeks. No, it, no, I've, I've been telling you how vulnerable doing that stuff makes you. And You're talking you, about the publicity. Yeah, for Overboard. I, I, it, you know, when you go on somebody else's show, it makes me feel like I have a new a sense of empathy for the guests on our show. I will say this. I saw you on Ellen yesterday and you absolutely crushed it. That's really sweet of you, but I don't think I did. You did. It's so vulnerable to be this weird version of yourself and to like attempt to be funny you didn't attempt to be funny you just told a story that was completely you I felt like for the first time in a long time I was watching you as if you were on the podcast where you can just be yourself as opposed to those really I don't know those manufactured canned bits where you have a pre-interview of all these talk shows. It's not the same as a long-form interview. Oh, they're so weirdly difficult. You've got like three minutes, and I mean, I suppose there are tougher things in life. There are tougher things in life, especially <laughs> Thanks, though, Sim. well, relationships. Relationships are tough. Your dear listeners are really enjoying the feedback that we're getting. It's nice when people write in because the, you know the whole theme of kind of our podcast is we're all kind of going through the same shit. And it's wonderful when other people can relate to it. And and I think it's comforting to me and it's comforting to our listeners and the callers. And so thank you guys. Please keep doing it. And we're going to read something now. And if you want to write in, even if you want to write in just to get on the show, it's uh, unqualified.com slash contact. But we're gonna, let's, if you remember from last week's episode, from the Zoe Deutsch episode, the first caller was... Lisa and Lisa had a long-term boyfriend and told her that that he wanted to separate. In fact, I remember there was one line after three years, he wrote something like, I'm 80% sure I want to be in this relationship. And she was completely confused by it. And in fact, she told us that she thinks he's going to try and get back together with her. And she wanted to know what we should do in that position. And the advice was really interesting. You actually suspected that he was cheating on her. You weren't sure about that. I mean, I, I took some notes I mean, here. I feel like I'm always cynical. Let me read this. It's from Audrey, and Audrey is in Washington State. And she wrote, I'm currently listening to episode 117, and the caller Lisa is calling in about her boyfriend who broke up with her after three years. I've been through a very similar situation, but the roles were reversed. I was the one who broke up with my boyfriend of two and a half years, and spoiler alert, we are happily married now. I'm writing this because I want you guys to see the situation from another perspective. First of all, breaking up with him was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. After months of therapy, I realized I was feeling unsure about our relationship because I was feeling like I needed my own space. I was married once before, and it was a very toxic relationship that ended very badly, and my current husband is literally the sweetest person I've ever met. Uh, she goes on for a while and maybe is going through a similar situation. She's talking about this now and needs to be reminded of what Lisa means to him. I know it sounds bad, but when you are battling something like that in your own head, you forget that there are other people around that want your help. I hate how badly I hurt my husband back then. 
but it did bring us closer and our bond is even stronger than I ever imagined after going through such an awful situation. I'm so thankful my husband gave me another chance because I've never been so happy in my life. Thanks for an amazing podcast and for all the advice you give your listeners. Love, Audrey. So that worked out. She gave her now husband uh, another chance and it worked out in that situation. That's incredible. But Sim, I don't know what I believe, but do you think that men and women love a little bit differently? I would like to think that we're both the same. I don't know how to answer that. I know, but I would love our listeners to maybe give right us in, their thoughts. Take it, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Interestingly enough, we did get an update from Lisa. She wrote in. Oh, great. And she told us what happened. Got an update for you. It fucking sucks, but it is what it is. I got back together with my boyfriend. It was great for three days. Then things went stale again, and I found out he was cheating on me. You guys were right. No one close to him suspected that he was into someone else. Thanks for the advice. I'm eager to listen when the podcast goes up. Oh, God, Lisa, I'm, so sorry, I'm really Lisa. sorry. Uh, this is... But that's, like the, that's what sucks about our job sometimes. Because we all felt that this guy was completely wrong for her. I don't know. When somebody has one foot out the door and says something like eight... I mean, it's different in Audrey's case where, right. where it's like... That's why I read okay, that. I feel like, should I be living a different life than I am? Or when this other guy is like, well, I'm crushing on this person, and but you know, I want Lisa around too, just in case that other thing doesn't work out. I don't know, God, Lisa, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm glad that um, I'm glad that it you know that it was only three days, and and it will it will sting, and I'm sorry. Hey, Lisa, we love you, and and there's so much, there's a lot, there's a lot of people out there, there's a lot of love. And the timing, you know, and probably like years from now, you're going to look back and be like, why did, why was I into that in the first place? Because exactly. that's how it's gone for me. And now here's the amazing Haley Atwell. I feel like I'm in a sound booth and you're in another oh, world. Yeah, here I come, here I come. Okay. And by come, I mean come. Oh, hi. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I should not be obnoxious right off the bat. Right off the bat. Here we are. Straight in. Um, yeah. Well, um, do you, what, what are my yeah. thoughts of LA? Mm -hmm. I think it's changed over time. I think it's quite, for me, coming in from London, it's a very transient place. So I can't always guarantee that the friends I made the last time I was here was, are going to be here or even remember me or even like me. It's really hard to tell. So it can be a mixture of really fun and really exciting when you're doing well in the industry or absolute desert of nothing and loneliness and isolation. I don't feel like there's much of a balance. And kind of it's, it's while the people are very attractive, the city itself aesthetically isn't, isn't <laughs> like the, I remember the first time I like came here, I, I couldn't believe how I was like, who who are the city planners that like, <laughs> made, like, made this? But I like the the architecture difference. It's like it's so it's so bold to me. Like I live in a Spanish villa, and I'm like I'm next door, and I live in a mock Tudor house, and then next door I'm like I live in a concrete cell. And you think, God, anything goes. Like there doesn't seem to be. There's a, you, yeah. Like <laughs> people, there's a like a nice fuck it attitude. No, maybe it, you know what? It's not the, the fuck it attitude. Maybe it's like. I'm I, like, I'm out for myself attitude. <laughs> yeah. And there's, the, there's like good and bad parts of that. So my friend was saying, 
They said the difference between New York and LA, for example, is that New York has a very rude way of being polite and LA has a very polite way of being rude, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool and terrifying because I would go to auditions and be like, oh my God, you're amazing. You're so incredible. Yeah, we love you. And then I leave and I never hear from them. <laughs> I like turned out that you know someone else got the job or whatever or it was never going to be mine anyway. We really liked Haley, but... Um, I mean, she's really good. I mean, you can tell she's like classically trained or something. <laughs> but um, but the one thing, she, her hair wasn't blonde. Is that we, what it is? I don't know. I don't know. That's what it is. It might be. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Haley, we're going to bleach your hair after this. Uh, oh, thank after God. This My career's going to take off. Just watch me fly. <laughs> yeah. No, I was told that I would have a better career if I was a brunette. And I... I, I, I am I think a brunette I have no idea actually what my my real hair color is but I didn't want to I don't know I didn't want to but that's the scary thing about this industry as well and why I wanted to when I was younger really wanted to train because if I went to drama school I had this kind of foundation of this you can't fuck with me I know what I'm doing because I trained in this and I have a vocabulary for it you are looking at me with ferocious I'm eyes really and I lo- I, I'm like <laughs> do you see yes. do you see what this industry has made it's made I'm... me so kind of just ferocious ferocious it has to be it's like that or i'm gonna crumble i want you to like tame or train me (laughs) either one so cute you look like a little bambi and i am really cute i'm super cute but just wait (laughs) um thank you so much for being here it's a pleasure thank you for having me um you're in the uh what we call the mole room because of that big poster up there which is actually yeah and we're here with sim sarna hey sim would you like to say hi hi Haley. hi anna this might be the last time we record at your old house. Yeah, maybe. It might be, right? We've been doing this for two and a half years in this house. <gasps> so this and is a special episode, potentially. It's very special because of you, but Sim and I are not very sentimental Not really. People. <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> Just like, that's so good. That's so good. So, yeah. yeah. So, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Don't cry for me. It's just bricks and mortar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so is the mole people coming with you? Are they coming with you? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it's awfully imposing, isn't it? Wait it a minute. You spent is. a lot of money on that. I know. I How know. much was it? Can you do you mind sharing uh, or no? It was a fucking fortune, but it was because my first husband really wanted that. Mm-hmm. He really wanted the whole thing. I, I didn't fully understand it. Um, I like it. But yeah. I'm sure you can sell it and make more. I'm sure it's appreciated in value. You bought it a long time ago, right? If you want to sell it and keep the profit, I'm cool with that, dude. All right, done. <laughs> I'm going to keep the profit and I'm going to take a commission. Seems like a <laughs> lot of effort, but uh, fuck yeah, dude. Michael, will you get on that, please? Put that on eBay. Thank you. <laughs> but is he meant to be half human, half mole, as in like the little thing that the, the, the movie is pretty atrocious? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, they, they come out of the ground and they capture women. In dress, red dresses. Only blonde women, Haley. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Oh, well. You cannot live underground. Damn, I'm not going to be captured by the mole people. So, you live in the UK? I do. Yeah, in London. You cool with the Brexit? <laughs> do, you, do you think that if you took a poll of Americans, that most people would think that it was a cracker? Oh, I don't think or, they would know or care. I think you've got your own problems, mate. <laughs> I really think right now just there's a lot going on in this country. They're like, that lovely little country over there that speaks with a nice posh accent. What, what's going on with them? Brexit? What? <laughs> Got to sort yep. out some things here yeah. on your own uh, soil. Hey, hey, don't put this 
all on me right no, now. No, I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> luck. I know, I'm really feeling quite intense right now. I think I should do less eye contact. I, just in case <laughs> no, please, please don't. Please don't. Um, would you ever like live here full time? I would think? live here if I had a reason to be here. Like if I... Uh, like what about me? Am like, I could I be your... Could you be my reason? I would love it. Could you be my reason, Anna? <laughs> um, um, well... This house is empty now, yeah. so maybe I can move in here. Spooky house. There's Wait. a lot of old podcast guests up, stuck up in stuck the attic, in, right? And the mole people. Yeah. You see, I think I'd only come here now for for work because I have a, a life outside of work in London. And I find when I'm in L.A., it's, it's very much an industry town. Uh, and I'm an urban city dweller. And um, I think you're being gentle. Oh, to LA. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be like diplomatic because I know some cool people in LA, but I do come away from LA feeling quite neurotic. I, There's a whiff of desperation in the air to do with this, this cult of personality, which I find it very easy to fall into because I don't want to feel alone because so I want to socialize. But I, so I, but I find myself going, I don't feel like I belong here. And every part of me is screaming to get out. <laughs> but, well, I, but but I think a lot of people don't feel like I, I couldn't. Um, when I think about the idea of home, mm. okay, I grew up in Seattle and or north of Seattle, I should say. Seattle always sounds way too like hip for where I actually grew up. But I love the idea that people actually left their hometown mm. to pursue a dream, whether yeah. it's writing or directing uh, in our industry or, you know, or being, um, you know, an actor, obviously, or, um, I, I find that so admirable, but it, mm. it does lead, it does, it makes defense high mm -hmm. and it also, um, sort of cultivates the idea of selling yourself constantly. Yeah. And, um, and that sort of awareness. Because also, and then the selling of yourself means that you're, it's effectively, you, you're living in a, a kind of very narcissistic way of life, which is actually quite isolating. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, a beautiful way to put it. Yeah. You know, like the perfectionism that comes with that, like our obsession with the, the next big thing here, whether it be the person or the restaurant or the club or the, the artist or the food, or it's the it's about kale now. And now it's about insert whatever here. Oh, I couldn't here. believe that. Yes. When I moved here, like the trends, yeah, I didn't understand like, so everyone like hops on to the next trend that will make their life infinitely better than yeah. it was a month ago. And when I moved here in 99, it was like, it was like yoga and, and, um, and I didn't, I just didn't understand the idea of like searching for salvation mm -hmm. in, uh, in that kind of way. Mm. And which is, I think really, really common here. When I went back to Seattle at one time, like for the holidays years ago, um, I saw some old friends and they were like, how can you stand the fake people that, in LA? And, and I felt like, well, I too am fake, so I feel like I'm home. Yes, yes, it's true. <laughs> Joking. Did you not see my hair? <laughs> I kind of appreciate the friendliness factor, mm. um, but then somebody pointed out to me that people are friendly to me because they recognize me, and mm. then I was like, well, yeah, but still, at least are friendly. But you're, it's because also you're no. friendly. You have that's true. I am people, super you, friendly. Yeah, you're like. <laughs> You give out an, an, a, a friendly vibe. I wave a lot. Yeah. Waving makes you so vulnerable. And I challenge myself. I'm like, I'm going to wave. I'm going to look like a fucking idiot. And I'm going to fucking wave. What kind wave. of wave, though? 
Oh, that's a kind of a <laughs> by mom at the school gates kind of way. Is what I wave on the 101. I wave on the 405. I wave whenever I can. And what for? Just to, you know, you know, promote sort of uh, joy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody lets me in even oh, when. Is nice. it ever like a wave of, yeah, I know you know who I am. It's like an acknowledgement. Like, yes. No, 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 no. It's just like I, I secretly hope that this person thinks that I'm just a ding dong idiot that's just waves at everybody that's why my wave is so goofy like just floppy and like wow so you want to perpetuate you, the stereotype that before. anna ferris is I, and i made you wave remember when was this when we drove when we were going out of usc yes I'd be that's like, right wait sim time to wave it wave, made me very wave. uncomfortable by the way <laughs> i know it was incredibly it's uncomfortable it's oddly kind of like the royal family gesture like just the royal we the wave of but both of they have together. a very protected like that their wave is like it's very high. contained isn't yes. it yeah it's like yeah it's mine like, is slo- sloppy and and uh, friendly like the golden retriever of waves <laughs> <laughs> but like the kind of the dumb one of the litter no don't, don't do that it's oh i can't i can't because my ego is kind of huge so yeah i know what you mean <laughs> i know i know you can be self-deprecating because actually you feel the opposite that's true it's good but i also like that la Exactly like you said, you can be anything you want here. And if you, you can start again. Like we have in England this term of the tall poppy syndrome. Mm -hmm. And it's very much based on the class system still that I think I've definitely still experienced growing up in London. Do you think that's generational? I mean, is is the tall poppy thing coming from older generations or? Yeah, I definitely feel we've inherited it. And I think, of course, times are shifting, and uh, but there's still seeds of it here and there. There's still kind of class distinctions based on your accent, based on your surname, based on the school that you went to. There are assumptions are made about your background based on how you speak. And in fact, disclosure, full disclosure here, so when I was younger and I went to an inner city state school, but I really wanted to get into theatre and I... My mum, for some reason, she was from Manchester, working class up north, but she came to London as as a 17-year-old and was a nanny to posh people. And she had a really kind of clear speaking voice and that was probably slightly tweaked from being with these posh people that she worked for. So I went to school and people would think that I I had money and that I had a butler because of the way I spoke. Because I went to school with people like, like, let's get me know what you're saying, yeah. And so like, your trainers are shit, what you're wearing. So that was how they spoke. Yeah, I love I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, the rude girls. And, the, and to our listeners right now, Haley is like, she was like shaking her head, like back and forth, like Mm-mm-mm-mm. swiveling, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. What's that show you like, Anna? The one? Oh, um, Essex. Uh, the oh, only the only way, way is Essex. Yeah. yeah. That's how they talk? Uh, that's kind of North East. So this was like West London. Gotcha. That was kind of the culture that I grew up in. And so that because I didn't always speak like that, uh, there was just an assumption that I must therefore have come from money. But that assumption served me quite well later on because when I went to drama school, when I came out of drama school, um, I was getting kind of the period drama parts and... It meant that also Americans could understand me more. So, and sometimes it oh, worked in I my never favor. Thought about that, but so, but I knew. I think I was unconscious about it. But I now realize, I looking back, like I thought I needed to sound like that in order to be taken seriously in this profession, and also to increase my opportunities of working in theater because there still was like this 
kind of I had this like cl- my own class prejudice, my un- unconscious bias about the way that I spoke. Um, so that so because we have that, there's coming to LA. There's just there isn't much of that. You can, I think it's like because there's just physically more space here. People think that they can spread themselves out a bit more. And do you think this is true? So in England, if someone becomes successful, people sometimes tend to feel they become successful and that means it's their, the other person's failure. And there's like a envy around it. Whereas in, in America, I feel like if someone's successful, people go, oh, I want to jump on some of that success. And they'll kind of, they'll love it. They'll want to kind of climb on but board. But isn't it both? I mean, it isn't sometimes within the love and sort of worship of a newly famous friend, there is the undercurrent of envy as well. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. When I would go home, and I and I didn't have that many friends. Um, I still don't. <laughs> Will you be my friend? But um, but uh, you know, there was the narrative of like, oh, you've changed, right? And whether you had or you hadn't, right? And I I couldn't. I wasn't in a place to really reflect upon that. And 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 why should that be necessarily a negative thing? Um, <laughs> but because like. Well, I don't know. Well, we should, should be. Right. Adults should develop and change, and yeah, it's natural. Yeah, um, but so I think that the reaction of community around a success that was unexpected, mm-hmm. or you know, or, or yeah, that wasn't predictable, mm-hmm. is um, is it's it's tricky for um, for somebody to navigate, and mm-hmm. and you don't want to necessarily absorb. Uh, somebody's bitterness in your hard work and like a sense of accomplishment, you know? Yeah. Um, Sim, right? Well, I have a question for both of you about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you noticed that since both of you became successful, that your friends changed around you? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I don't know. I was always a really intimate person. Like I always, mm. like I always had just like one or two really close friends that I sort of like was weirdly, you know, I would get like that weird, like, you know, beautiful creatures thing where I was like, I would, I'll kill your mother if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. It's funny because like you can slightly, relate to it. I totally can relate to it. But you have sometimes like... I so do you mean like there are times when I felt that I was too like I had a lack of boundaries especially when I was younger especially in my 20s so I'd become friends very very quickly with someone but sometimes I'd go I am I too much for that am I too intense I think I might be I've kind of morphed into that person and that person's life like I did that quite a lot I think that you know people sort of reveal their hands I guess a little bit like if mm. if they you know if somebody was a very popular person and whatever. And suddenly they're reaching out to you. And, um, but, I, but I don't, 
I'm too old to like hold that against them. I yeah, think. I'm just like There's yeah, space that's for cool. That. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm not sure we're gonna be, you know whatever, but but I, I don't begrudge that. Mm-mm. But mm. yeah, I uh, neither. I think that's quite healthy. But I also don't get a ton of reward from it, and I think that that's age for me. Like. Like um, if I had went to my 10 year reunion, I went to my 20 year high school reunion. Uh, and but if I had gone to my 10 year high school reunion, I think I would have like um, I would have felt like maybe getting more of an ego rush out of being like I was the shy, nerdy girl that left. And mm. here I am. I'm in scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> So suck it, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so, in a way, there's a relief to not feel burdened with like about that. Yeah, not care as much. It's just not. It's kind of good thing about getting older. It's just stop caring. You don't have time. Too tired. Too tired. Too much to do. A fucking grave is coming. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, the impending doom of actual real mortality being much more of an issue about whether or not you're. Stacy still likes you. Yeah. Right. She, right. Stacey is. she never did. She never did. No. No. I hated her. Yeah, I, I hated her. About her anyway. Oh, God. She would Where fucking she now? snap my <laughs> training bra that I didn't need. <laughs> do, 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 do you guys wear training bra? That's a thing. A training bra, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't. Okay. I, I have to. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't I'll even just know say what it. training bra is. So it's like, it's not. It's in, to train it's a woman support, to uh, be submissive. Like to get ready mm. for the rest of society's like <laughs> garment implements. It's it's armor. It's <laughs> equipping women early on with the armor. Armor. I think that it's a restraint, mm. like a bridle, you know, on a horse. But I needed that. I was an early developer, and I'm like, if those puppies weren't tamed, who? <laughs> 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 I, I was so flat chested and eventually I like but all my friends were wearing these bras and I was like mom can I get a bra and she was like you don't need a bra and I was like but I, like I get dressed in gym class and like I, I'm the only one who's not wearing a bra and it's always just what, the what you don't like the grass is always greener because I always wanted to look like a tomboy in my head I am one so I developed super early when I was 11 and I had, I was like, I had boobs and pretty much kind of overnight. I was still in elementary school. Were you with boys? Did boys like give you like early oh, attention? It, Did that fuck with it your was, mind? Yeah. And I don't, I didn't realize until recently how much it did. Yes. Because cause it, you yeah. don't know. You don't know you until don't know. you've, it, you're out of it or time has gone by and you can look back on it objectively. But so walking down the street in London oh when I was 11 years old, looking like a woman, and, and would and at one point got into, I saw The Usual Suspects when I was 13, and that's an 18 movie. So I was looking like an 18-year-old when I was 13. And the unwanted, just the attention that I didn't know how to handle, the groping, the looks, even like some, seeing what my mum's guy friends, how uncomfortable they would be if I walked into a room that, considering how I'd walked into a room the year before or something, uh, but the massive over, over-sexualization of me before I had figured out sexually where I was, who I was, it meant that my sexuality was a danger to me. Did it make you feel angry? It makes like, me feel angry now because of the years of self-criticism 
uh, of it, of not being able to, or not being able to see my beauty when I was younger, feeling that my beauty was going to be, was going to isolate me from other women, was going to mean that I was easily could be a victim of sexual harassment and that that's, this is something to cover up. And I never wanted to use my physic, my, my beauty, my, my body as a um, currency within my career because I was like, I'm not going to have long in the industry in that case. And also it means I have to sustain this side of myself, which over a time, the, the level of the pressure that I'll be under to look a certain way, I just can't sustain that. And isn't there like, the, the, I love it that you're, you're talking about this because I have so many thoughts about it, but there's like that disappointment when you realize the adults around you are looking at you in a different way mm. and and how that kind of lets you down like you know when you're a science teacher what like whatever whatever your uncle whatever like yeah any like when you realize that adults the adults around you are i guess fucking i don't know human is being generous mm. but but you are starting yeah like you were saying get, getting looked at um that didn't happen to it did happen to me but uh, but later and I was just fucking pissed. I just remember yeah, yeah. feeling like it, there was a there was like a moment where it was like, oh, fuck this. Like and and then I started doing weird things like, you know, going to fraternity parties and pretending that I was 15 just to see if like a dude would try to have sex with me. And and it was like, I'm going to. I'm just going to trap people because I know, like, yeah. like I know, like you're not going to let me down anymore. Like I had this whole sort of vengeance ah. um, that, um, yeah, that makes sense. I, that's the kind of, we have different ways of acting out. Right. So mine was yeah. to wear baggy tops, bury my head in a book and make myself look, to make myself invisible as much as I possibly could. I went full, like full on. <laughs> I would wear crazy shit. I would wear these <laughs> tiny little skirts. I would wear garter belts that you could see. I would wear these like four inch boots. Like I, it was, it, so it was this odd feeling of. Um, Did it make you feel powerful? It made me feel powerful. But I also felt like in hindsight that I, I was looking for for something out of people. Like I, the expectation of disappointment, which I was looking for. So that's an odd thing on my end, you know, like, mm. I know you're going to let me down. I'm going to like be preemptive, preemptively like of seeking that. this. Yeah. It's kind of, that's, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's so nuts. I had also it? hadn't felt sexual like until much later. Cause I was, you know, much, I was a, a late bloomer, but it, like we've set ourselves up for, it's a very, it's so complicated for women to navigate. Yeah. I don't know. Sim, did you, I don't know. What, what do guys do? You're like I just put in some hair <laughs> gel just at like one point. Staring with your mouth open, like what I do guys do? What? I mean, well, I don't know. Is, is, there, is there any? I think the absorption in the climate that we were uh, like absorbing, how we were suddenly shifting to being uh, viewed sexually, is so different for women than it is for men, right? So it's not. I was. I. I can't remember the last time I was ever viewed sexually. So <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's one of those things where, yeah, I can absolutely not relate to that at all. But I get that because obviously, you know, I view women sexually my entire yeah. life. But do yeah. you shift it? Did you ever shift characters and in, in the sense that like, this is how I'm now going to portray myself? Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm now in at USC, I'm reinventing myself. I'm in a fraternity. 
Like I'm yeah, I did. I did that jacket. when I left high school and left high school on Long Island and went to USC. I did um, that. What what changed? Did it was it a particular style? Did you have a sudden quiff? That I decided that I hated who I was in high school. I was a nerd. I I loved pop culture. I loved sports. I wanted to be someone different. I never dated anyone. I was completely the typical nerd. And then I decided that when I go to USC, I'm going to be a completely different person. It's three thousand miles away. Simran is my full name. I cut it down to Sim. So it was pretty much a new identity. I joined a fraternity, something that was completely out of character for me, mm. if anyone knew me in high school. Mm. And then from there, I guess confidence just slowly built. Yeah. But like you, Anna, I was, I was a late bloomer, of course. I think the thoughts on LA, yeah. I think that's an element that I really love is that reinventing yourself well yeah that people feel that people that are drawn like to leave their hometown yeah gosh. move here be broke mm-hmm. and pursue like a you know a, a crazy dream uh, and the sort balls, of, doesn't it? yeah and yeah. It, it, it's a particular personality type too hmm. that I, that also is it's a lonely personality type because you're leaving everything that you knew and it means that like it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a fuck you to whatever, wherever, you, but, mm. but, but I like that quality in, in, I'm drawn to that quality. Um, yeah. whatever that is that, that it's like, I'm bigger than the framework of this the particular home. community, which yeah. is also not a, not a judgment on the community, but no. more of a looking, but rather a looking out at the other as something else. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, yeah. And I think it yeah. comes, I don't know there's in I th- a lot of creativity like stems yeah. from loneliness and, and search of identity. Yeah. Anyway. And being out of your comfort zone too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then I did scary movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My parents I are so use that proud. With the with the hand, <gasps> oh, bop bop. Oh, on your Chris Elliott's so, I, so it's good. So good in that. I used that meme quite recently. I actually bought my friend. It's really on PC. A little hand from Amazon thing that just a. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I I would like one of those. Would you? Yeah. Okay. Invite me well, back usually, on your next on the next podcast in your new home. And I'll bring you a little hand. Okay, because usually when I say that I want something, people just get it for me right then and there. Oh, really? So this time you're going to have to wait. American. (laughs) Haley. American. America. Yeah. We get what we want. You've got so much stuff. You just got, there's so much of everything here. But I need a little hand. (laughs) But you don't have a little hand. For the girl who's got everything, (laughs) get her a little hand. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, to slap you in place by the sounds of it. <gasps> oh, don't you get all British Empire on me. America now. <laughs> oh, yeah. America. I'm half American. My dad's from Kansas City. Oh, what a disappointment. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. See, you think that I'm just like this British person that comes yes. over. Like, no, I'm from Missouri. Fuck. Yeah. Um, your American accent is amazing. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a particular character, though. I feel That's like when I do an American, oh, okay. Really... Wait, what's her name? Well, I don't know, but so I had a friend once who uh, she was living in LA, and she called me in the middle of the night, and it was about four o'clock in the morning, and she was like, "Oh my God!" And I was like, "What's what's wrong? What are you okay?" And she's like, "I just..." Oh my god! I just ate a whole jar of peanut butter. I don't know what's wrong with me. And I was like, "This is amazing." So let's say you're Ashley. You're Ashley M. Ashley M. You're. Uh, I'm uh, not going to tell you what the M stands for because I want to be mysterious. <laughs> you're auditioning for um, a reality show. 
Um, yeah. Let's say it's like, it's going to be like a, um, should we do like a weight, like a, oh, a weight loss show? No, I was thinking like a waiter show. A waiter show? Yeah. What's that? You know, like, um, you know, uh, Vanderpump Rules or something. Do you know Vanderpump Rules? No. I, but yeah. Ashley does. Ashley. Yeah, I love that show. Uh, uh, hey, so Ashley M., it's really great to meet you. Um, so it says here that you uh, are a waitress, but you you want to be an actor. Yeah, well, I'm I'm an artist, so I see like I serve the world with my art the same way like I serve a meal. Um, by art, like what exactly do you like mean by art? I mean like, um, create. Creati- creativity, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I do. Yeah. Feeling yeah, sure. that I just want to give. It seems like you have a lot to say, you know, to the world. What What do you yeah. think like your overall message would be if you could give one message to the world? Um. Well, I think my message would be like um, <laughs> kind of <laughs> – I feel like the message is no message. Like, why does there have to be a message? Like, why can't we just be, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just like, like, just be. So does that mean that you're sort of like sexually fluid? Are you cool with, are you single? Are you cool with like potentially, you know, dating, hooking up with some of the other waiters on the show? Yeah. Well, I totally believe that you know, we should express ourselves however we feel, you know, like it's all just about your truth, like having your truth. And so sometimes like a guy will be angry that like, I like another guy and I'm like, well, I'm just in my truth. So if you can't honor that, then that is an issue maybe to talk to your therapist about. I'm know? getting like really it doesn't really jealous, actually. I don't want to be the Cassie doctor anymore. I want to be also Ashley's best friend. <laughs> oh, hi. I'm gonna, I'm going to play the director of the show now. Hi. So, oh my god. So hi. Ashley, your audition is amazing. You brought your friend. She's been she yeah. was in the waiting room. What's her name? You want to introduce her? Oh, this is Tiffany G. And Tiffany, do you want to audition for as well? Yeah, but I'm I want to be like I want to be called Tiff. Okay. Because mm. I want to be sort of like I don't know. Anyway. One syllable. So would you two want to Tiff wait together? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, we often like yeah, we do, do wait. Yeah, like, I together. spend most of my life Stipe just waiting. waiting. We, but do, we wait yeah, really we well. Go. Yeah. We just be, we, you know? It's, yeah. You two have amazing chemistry. Yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel like you both are connected. We've yeah. had a lot of... We've had a lot of really good. Remember that time in the what? desert? Oh my god! Yeah, no, we've had it anyway. Oh god, yeah, no, we were like we. The, the thing is, is that it's like this. Everyone wants to like label you, you know, yeah, and like and just be, free. just be, just be, you know. And like, I'm really spiritual, mm. and Ashley's super spiritual. Yeah, and um, like, she's we love spirits. Uh, Capricorn, uh huh, with um Virgo rising, but my son is in Pisces. Yeah. And my and by son she means S U N so don't not cast her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're so witty. You're so witty. Thanks. How would you feel if only one of you made the cut to the next round? How would you feel? Oh my god, she, would you we'd mind? be fine. Tiffany wouldn't no, mind. I mean, about... cuz I mean it 
it is about but me, we are so. sort of a team i mean i'm blonde she's been it you yeah. know it's right like, but there'd be no jealousy at all between you two no if one made oh my god no never never oh my god i love i mean her. we yeah i love her I just yeah. like her success is my success yeah you know? but i mean so she won't mind that this i will is my fuck show. anybody you want me to i don't um, know if we should be ta- i don't think that's appropriate wait. i don't think we can talk about that right now Oh, I'm just saying if that's like helpful at all. Tiff, what what if, do you think we're auditioning for exactly? This so, is a wait. This, this is, is the waiting tables show. Yeah, where everyone fucks spin-off. each other, and I thought that it would really give me a leg up or leg spread <laughs> advantage if you know I just proffered that. <laughs> but this is—it's all about the idea of just being. Like, like being in the like moment. creative, like yeah. I just want you to see how creative we are because yeah. we like to do stuff and then yeah. be afterwards. Like <laughs> You're both hired. Congratulations. Wow, what utter nonsense yeah. are we talking about? What am I just unleashed oh, God. In the world? I so I want to see this show. <laughs> Me too. Yes, yeah. I mean, but there needs to be the dude. Who's the dude that they're both fucking? <laughs> There's like a waiter that they're fucking, or yes. like the, the head chef. Totally, no, it's a waiter. Like that, they're both fucking, and it's like you know, his name is XXX. You he know, might just be the like bartender, Dax, but but like triple the X's. What about the bar? Aren't bartenders sexier than waiters? Oh yeah, oh, they can do the little cocktail shakes. Yeah, there you go. jazz. Mm. Mm, yeah, they don't mm, have to give as mm-hmm. much of themselves, so they feel like they're hard to get. You know, I wanted to do this, um, like. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> They're harder to get? Yeah, because it just came out of my mouth. Uh, because they're, you know, they don't have to give as much of themselves. You know, bartenders are, they're allowed to be, be, have like a snobbier quality than waiters. Yes, yes, that's true. That's, Cassie, am I right? do have them. Cassie, yeah. Cassie was a bartender yeah. in former life. Yeah, but there's like a reverence to a bartender because they also hold a lot and you of just power need when so you're much. up against exactly. the bar. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like please. Yeah. Whereas you know, as a waiter, you're like, you're just sucking it up all the time. I worked in a cafe before I came out to LA, and before I went to drama school, actually, that was attached to a health club, and I just remembered that feeling of it. It was terrifying. It was it was just the constant kind of apologies for not putting enough froth on a cappuccino. And I remember feeling just how uh, how difficult it was to concentrate on somebody saying something very boring to you. <laughs> like you mean like I am in this podcast to you. <laughs> like they want the fish hint? and chips and they want the soup and in a cup, not a bowl. And it's like it, it, it I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm kind of a fucking idiot, but I think that it's How do you want them to deliver it? And like, I am big pentameter. Like with like a, with a bit of a tiny fl- dance number. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want them to stand up and sing it to me. They need to sing for their supper, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right. Quite right. It was just hard. It's hard. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. The problems. The problems of Anna Ferris. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're going to go to a segment called Deal Breakers. You can do whatever you'd like with this information. Okay. All right. Um, We're imagining, Haley, that you are single. Okay. On a first date, Mm -hmm. he cuts you a piece of his steak and tries to feed you a bite of it. 
Um, it's a little condescending, but it's not a deal breaker. Do you like steak? I do like steak. It's like medium rare would be good. All right. Yeah. I'm with you with that. All uh-huh. right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. A little yeah. creepy. Like, Tiny bit creepy. I don't know. It de- really no. depends if on the, the rest of the vibe. the date's going really well yeah, and, you're, and you're really into the guy. Because it's an intimate moment. It's extremely exactly. intimate. For a first date. What would be a deal breaker is if I said, if we'd order different things and he said, wow, this steak is amazing. And I'm like, oh, can I try a bit? And he went, uh, no, I don't share. Like that to me oh, yeah, would that's, be, that's, yes. that would be the deal breaker. Yeah. So I would, I'd prefer him giving what if, me some. What if you ordered like a, a carbonara or something like that? And he, he like started dipping into yours. Uninvited. Uh-huh. Oh no, that's a bit of a deal breaker. I think so. I mean, it's just quite presumptuous. I well, that's the, I kind of think it's sort of charming, but I'm, I'm also imagining a charming person. I don't know why. Yeah, it depends on the person, yeah. doesn't it? Some yeah. people. Do you know how like some people, especially like movie stars who have a particular kind of charisma, where they do appalling things with such charm that they're the only person that can get away with what they've done, right? Like, and it's right. deeply unfair. <laughs> And, yeah, and just. Yes. But you go, yeah, sure, you can treat me like shit. I don't and mind. You're you so end charming. Up giggling. Okay, you go back to his place, mm. and when you go to the restroom, you see pee all over the toilet seat. Yeah, that's a deal breaker. Is it? Why? It is because I'm too old for that kind of shit. Oh. So if I'm dating people who are around my age group or my dating age group, and they're doing that, it's just, well, it's just it's a, the lack of hygiene thing. I mean, I don't know where else I'm going to find evidence of urine. What if he says that he has two different urethras? He was has a genetic problem, like a two-pronged. Yeah, penis. and so one of them, and he's really sorry that like you know, the mole people, you know, that he, uh, <laughs> that he didn't get like you know some Lysol wipes to. <laughs> Listen, I would be, I would be like, I would be fascinated by him. Would you um, ask him like, hey, is there PL? There's PL. There's all over or would you just be like no this is this is not my deal yeah, I think I would I would I yeah this I just think that would be it's such a deal breaker for me I think do you understand that men that on. like to pee on women no 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 but I do know I do know a story Ooh. and I, I'll tell you who it is after this podcast because <gasps> it's a famous person Ooh. and my friend um hooked up with this guy and he she came into rehearsals the next day and she went yeah so um we were in the shower and um just discussing like where we were going to maybe go and get brunch or something and we were just washing you know, I was washing my hair he was washing his hair and I looked down and he was peeing on me this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. Like in an erotic way? No. Or in like, I'm so this is really the thing. It relaxed. wasn't erotic. It was, I'm so relaxed. I'm just, and I Was he laughing shop. or was he, didn't Not, refer oh. to it did not even refer to it. And she was so shocked. She was she was too confused by the fact that A, wasn't in a sexual context because that would have given her a different understanding of what he was into, but also that it wasn't, he wasn't acknowledging what he was doing. And so she didn't know if she was meant to acknowledge it, if she didn't know what it was about. Was right? he holding his penis and, po- and like like aiming or was he just I like, was it, was it, it was just- that. I think it was just she got, was caught, up, she got caught up on the, in the stream. Okay, so then he wasn't intentionally peeing on her. He was just. But he in the wasn't shower. going out of his way not to make not for me to get. He on valued her. his pee in a, in a subconscious. Right? Like, is that what the? Because <laughs> I've if I've he's peed actually, in the shower. Yeah, everyone's oh, peed a, yeah, in the shower. Of course. But if he's actually taking holding on to his penis and like aiming and and like peeing on her leg or her foot. That's what weird. If it's like, I think it was almost passive aggressive, though. I think oh, it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, if I don't tell, I'm not going to tell her I'm doing this. I'm not going to acknowledge the fact that I'm doing it. This, and in a way, that's even more kind of. What if she needed to be with. cleansed with movie star Peter? <laughs> I think that's what he thought. I'm sure. The, 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 that's yeah, because there's a reason why you tell. Yeah, I'm like sure, this is the, yeah this beautiful this is, uh-huh. this, this talent serum. Yeah, that I'm gonna. You should yeah. save this. <laughs> I'm gonna clog. You should clog the drain. <laughs> Make this into a soup. Oh, <laughs> and a nice little elixir <laughs> to put on as day cream. <laughs> I'm sure it was some kind of weird test to see if she would mention anything. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, what? Do, I don't. I don't what know. Would you have done? How would you have responded if we? Okay, so you, so I'm like I'm like this. So we're in. We we had a really hot night together. We're now being really cute with each other, talking about brunch, and I'm. We're standing there, and I'm like. Yeah, so um, I think we'll just like maybe there's a great uh, little um, greasy spoon down the down the road. We could get some fries and get some you know some eggs and, and whatever. And um, yeah, what do you think? Uh, yeah, and then I've got I've got an audition later, so I'm gonna have to leave, love you and leave you. But um, oh, you still have to audition. <laughs> Very good answer. No, he probably doesn't. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm when you were talking I mean, I, because it's a podcast. <laughs> you were moving your hips and peeing. As, yeah, I'm peeing. But look, I'm not. I'm not looking down. Going. I'm. Pe- I'm just up here. Just right. going. So yeah, let's uh, let's go and do that. And uh, I don't know if did you see me in that movie? I it, it was. Uh, oh I can my show god! It. You're watch no. It you yeah, oh, you no. That. You're so good. You're you're just amazing. Um, Is that how you'd respond? You'd say he was amazing. No. I first of all. That means we're showering. We're enabling people. Uh, to I, I wouldn't shower like with somebody <laughs> that like, early on. That early on, but that's just me. I mean, listen, I am a dirty person. That's all. I just like to clean myself alone sometimes. But also, I think I would be like, okay, I'm clocking this now. I might steal some of that really awesome shampoo that I think I saw at Barney's was like sixty five bucks. And uh, because I just got peed on by mm. a movie star mm-hmm. that I spent all night fucking. <gasps> <laughs> I don't know. It's a story for the grandkids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's get some French toast, you mm-hmm. dick. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Yeah, how I, I know, right? It's, it, it's quite alarming. You don't know how to kind of, what do you do? One time in with my college boyfriend, I peed in his belly button. I was, I really got a kick out of that. Wait, explain. Can you explain this? 
You said it so casually and nonchalantly. Now you have to really because I was detail. really proud of it because it just cracked me up that I did that. How did you? Do, where were you? Explain the. I was the straddling situation. him. Yeah. And I just, you know, I just like peed just the tiniest bit, which takes a lot of urethra. This control. is before sex. Right. I don't remember that part. Well, you were, you were so you were both this naked. Is fucking college. It was like thirty-four years. But you ago. were sitting on a stomach. Yeah. And then you decided to just pee God, a little why bit. Why am I telling this story? <laughs> Yeah, I just peed in his belly button and I got a total kick out of it. What because, did he say? Because he, what was, so, what was so funny is that he couldn't really move. He was like trapped because you go, you know, you move one way. Will we pee on the bed? Yeah. Oh. Then he has to, you know, do some so laundry. that's about control then. <laughs> so you had to go, yeah. so you went to go oh. out of a napkin or something? <laughs> no. No, I just left. <laughs> oh I'm gosh. learning so much about should, you today. Yeah. I guess I was going, you know, I don't know, midterms were coming up. I don't know. I was mad. I don't <laughs> You should hook up with this other guy. You should hook up the shower guy, shower man. I did know a PA once who drank his own pee. He was on a diet of his own pee. There was an English actress that I think in the 70s or the 80s who was known for that. Unfortunately, she became more known for that than any of her work. But she would... Same with this PA. Oh. <laughs> this PA. Oh, God. Taxi, taxi. Um... Yeah, but apparently it has certain benefits. Well, she thinks, she thought so. That it's had certain, uh, but it's coming out of your system. That means it's not meant to be in your body. So why recycle it? I don't know. Listen, I'm with you on this. I'm with you on this. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Sim, what, would you ever drink your own pee? No. Why? Do you know who Bad it's, Girls is? Yeah, the Does bear, the bear grills. Guy, You're right. Survival guy. What's, uh, the, yeah, he's cra- he's out of his mind. Yeah, but he talks about filtering it, and so when you're in a in uh, a very extreme yeah. situation, that that's a good thing to know how to do. Okay, you can drink your. Let's say sense. I'm in the woods. Mm-hmm. I only have one glass of wine. I'm trapped, right? If I drink my own pee. Do I get any residual effect? <laughs> like, can I keep reusing any benefit of well, the numbing quality while I'm stuck in the woods that I can't get out of? Are you saying that if you drink your own urine, does that mean you have just more diluted wine? Yes. Ah. I think so. I think so. so. Yeah. I think I think so. so. Thanks, guys. And yeah. it will keep you warm. Oh, great. It great. will keep you warm <laughs> and it will keep you happy as you die death. Oh, by yourself. I'm going to start my own winery. Ailey, <laughs> 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 you're going to get a case. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, should we take a five minute break? Let's do a five minute okay. break. Are you okay on time? Yeah. Yeah. We have two calls. We're going to give advice. To okay, you, cool. And then uh, we'll be done. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so Anna, this call coming up is something that we've never tackled before on the show, but I think it's a very, very interesting question that she has at the end, okay? So let's listen to her and we'll figure this out together. We're going to call Jennifer, and Jennifer is in Boise, and she is 37, and let's dial her right now. Oh, a little loud, guys. Sorry. It is pretty loud. Hello. Hey, Jennifer. Hi. How are you? It's Sim. Anna, say hi to Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Anna. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for doing this. And we have the gorgeous and 
brilliant Haley Atwell. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to introduce you as gorgeous right off the bat, but no, you I, are. I'll take it. But, are you kidding? That's very nice. But Hello, hey, Haley. Hello. We've been having a wonderful time here I in Los Angeles. I love you. You're so beautiful, Haley. Oh, thank you. Haley has a great, great show on Stars that is actually, it came out on Sunday. So we're releasing this next week, and it's Howard's End. So I wanted to get that in. So, Thanks. you know, your publicist says I'm going. Fuck you. But, <laughs> but we do have. But it's, it's, it's not about me right now. Sam. <laughs> right now it's about Jennifer. And Jennifer is a little sensitive, this topic. Let's talk about what's going on. Okay. But I can't fangirl out to honor real quick and tell you how much I love you and that you're like the, my favorite person that I don't know in the world. Oh, my God. Jennifer, like, I love I, you so I much. You. You're my like, favorite you. person that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, That's such like, a great I, line. I don't know you at all but you seem really awesome and really kind and so beautiful and we love your show so there there's my oh, favorite girl thank you so much that like as a person growing up who didn't have any friends uh, well <laughs> and, and now actually You're certainly I, making up for it now <laughs> um yeah. I, I, I i thank you so much and thanks for doing this thanks mm. for like you know calling it and uh, yeah i brave, I, isn't it? i'm it's blushing really thank you i love you jennifer all right, Jennifer, talk to us. Yeah, I love you too. Yeah. And I have, yeah, so I have nobody else to talk to about this. So um, that you're my new friend. Um, I have been married to my husband for five years. We have two little children under five. They're amazing. And my husband is truly just an amazing human being. He's so wonderful. And I, I love him deeply. But I, a couple of years ago, I there was a guy at work who I met and he was very, flirty with me and it's such a cliche but it was the work crush thing um you know I hated him at first but there was a connection and sexual tension um but I never in my mind at the time I never thought anything would ever happen so I just enjoyed the flirting um and then he did leave the company that I worked for a couple of months later there was an opening at his company for me to grow and for me to get a better position and he helped me get that job and that meant that we were working together a lot so I went over there and it was, it just got, the sexual attention was so palpable and everybody around us could, could see that and feel it and <clears throat> always commented on it. And then we ended up going on a work trip and on that work trip, we drank a lot and ended up sleeping together. Um, I did think that maybe it was, um, you know, it was a good chance to just get that sexual attention out of the way and then kind of move on. Um, obviously it's a terrible thing that I did and I definitely felt like a piece of shit, but I just needed I don't know I don't know really what I was thinking and then I after that I, I it just got worse it actually became more of an emotional affair than it did a physical affair um we talked a lot we told each other we had feelings for each other but that we knew we weren't going to leave our spouses for each other but just wanted to stay in each other's lives and um you know it was physical a few more times um but then he did leave that company and went to a new one before he left, he asked me if I would like to continue on the affair, and I said no. Um, I didn't think it was fair to my husband. I was just, it, it just made me feel terrible thinking about it. I didn't want to lose him, but, you know, we were going to be friends, so it was going to be fine. So in the last six months, we've talked here and there, but a couple of weeks ago, out of the blue, he called me and asked me out to lunch, and I accepted, knowing it was probably not a good idea. Um, so we met, we went out to lunch and, um, we talked about maybe starting things up again, um, and that we have love for each other, but it's just, you know, this is a way for us to stay in each other's lives while also being with our spouses. Um, and I was okay with that, you know, and then he, we were leaving, he kissed me and then it was just, 
I went home and I just felt horrible. So I made the decision to just completely cut it off with him because I knew I was falling in love with him. So I did, I cut it off. I called him. I told him I, um, I blocked him on everything, phone, email, every social media out there. I blocked him. And then I told my husband, but I did not tell him that anything physical had happened. I just told him that I was falling for somebody else. So after I told my husband about the, what is considered emotional affair, he was just so amazing to me. He took it as a sign to be there for me more, to fix our relationship. He said to me, I know I lost you. It's been a rough year. And we, you know, let's just, it's, we need to make this about us. We're not parents, you know, we're not just parents. Let's, let's strengthen our bonds and everything. And it, it, and it was so wonderful and so great. And I, we really needed that. So, you know, I, I was very upset about breaking things off, you know, for good with the person that I was having an affair with. And I was, I was upset. I was crying a lot for a day and I let myself kind of go through it, but then I felt better. And I, I feel like I've had my husband back. However, I don't, I don't know what to do. Do I tell him that I did get physical with this person? It's, um, you know, I've told him pretty much everything except that, which is obviously the scariest part, but what do I, you know, how do I, how do I go on and try to rebuild our relationship knowing that I'm holding something like that back? Um, and you know, what do I do? How far do I go? How do I, what do I tell my husband? Oh God, this is a tough one. Hey, Jennifer, when your husband like reacted um, in a pretty calm way and he said something, what did you say that he, he realizes that, you know, he wasn't there or whatever. Like, like, do you think that there was infidelity on his part at all? No, not at all. He travels, like I said, he travels for weeks at a time. And like, like here's the thing. Like I obviously I'm kind of a piece of shit for doing something so horrible to my husband and family. What I like the sound of is that he, Am I right in understanding that when you talked about it, he took responsibility for issues that you were having in your own relationship that he felt should be addressed and wanting to bond and wanting to find new ways to reconnect? Yes, it's ridiculous because it was my fault. He shouldn't even be taking the blame on that. I, you know, I, I was actually very surprised at that reaction. Well, it sounds it's such a complicated situation, and and the that that you obviously you have a lot of guilt around it. Uh, and confusion around it and maybe you know the the frustrating thing is going oh and your husband's kind of been so amazing does that make you kind of feel worse about it about yourself you know if he was you know so if he reacted really badly to it would it have lessened your guilt or would it have changed the course of your relationship even and the fact that you're in this situation now you're left with the guilt of it so it sounds like from what you're saying that you're trying to figure out how to process that guilt so you can move forward from what happened as opposed to doing anything that would change the relationship or the circumstance you're currently in is that is that right yes okay oh so, yeah so yeah and, and there is that that whole thing of like like if you if you do tell him as painful as it may be and who knows what the repercussions would be of the confession but it relieves the burden of the secret from you which is could be viewed as a selfish act mm. as well mm. um but not telling him is also you know of course there's like a sense of um uh, yeah it's it's the the burden that you that you carry you know with um somebody who's supposed to be your most intimate partner 
I've I've not been in the situation, and I don't judge the situation at all. I think it's I think emotions. You and can relationships. judge; it's totally fine. I but I really don't because I I I don't feel like I have a right to because this is your story. This is part of your narrative, and you're figuring it out as you go along. And we all make mistakes. And relationships, I think, are the hardest thing in life. The personal relationships are so so hard, and they're ever evolving. And it's sometimes you're in a relationship and there is like a mirror to yourself that's held up that can be m oh, much uglier yes. than we could ever have thought but, and that we do things that we thought I never thought I would do that but you do and you keep thinking like am I this person yeah am and I this, this, this define me exactly it mm -hmm. it sounds like oh it's gosh, not to yeah. do with this is not to do with your husband this is to do with your can you forgive yourself uh, yes, but I also th do think it has to do with her husband. I, I mean, I wonder if he travels a lot. If you do decide to tell him, and I don't know if I'm, I don't, I true like this is where I am so unqualified because I don't know. I I couldn't advocate for one position or the other, but I I do think that um, you you fell for for somebody else, you know, fully, I think. And, and, you know, you had these very strong feelings towards this other person. And we get a lot of people that call in when we talk to callers and a lot of women, um, that are successful and intelligent and amazing. And, and they talk about how amazing their boyfriends or husbands are, but then there's this other thing. And I think that we've like sort of been socialized to, um, to always think those, you know what I mean? To always be like, oh, this person's amazing. I, I like, I'm early on, I made the right decision. I married this person. I wonder if that shouldn't be more closely examined too. I mean, if... Do you mean like, is someone staying in a marriage because they believe yeah. it's the right thing to do as yeah. opposed to what they want yeah. to do? Yeah, yeah, because there's always a reason that we fall for somebody, you know, and then it's only in hindsight um, that we think like, oh, well, m you know, we grew apart or there were differences or whatever other things came in the way. Um, and, but, but so I, I don't know if that's something to, to maybe examine a lot. Like, I, I just don't want you to convince yourself that you need to be in this marriage if it's not quite right. That's the first thing. Are you completely in love with your husband? Well, that's what I, I mean. I feel like, yes, I'm completely in love with him, but I'm also in love with somebody else still. Mm -hmm. Like, I still think about the other guy, and it's only been a couple of weeks, but I, I do. I think about him. I don't, we had said, you know, I was like, well, maybe if in, you know, 20 years when, you know, my husband died or something and your and your wife finally divorces you, we'll, uh, we'll be together. And, you know, and he said, there's no question that if it wasn't for our spouses that we would be together. So, and that's sort of what I was left with. And I do think about that, but... So he's married as well. Want to be, yeah. He is married with two young children as well. So the chances the are the thing is him also with him. So. Well, he's cheated on his on on his wife many times. Oh, that's um, telling. Hello, that's that's telling. That's some new information. That's really good information to have, actually. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's total shitbag. And he, but, the, but <laughs> it, it, okay. So he's definitely he's, not yeah, an option oh, yeah, he's here. Total shitbag. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, and that's one of the reasons it deters me a little bit from anything. But I also, like, but we do have a really strong connection. And I know that there's... And probably the sex was amazing. Yeah. But listen, yeah, but it but, sounds but, like so, a, a, but a Jennifer, strong connection with a lot of people, though. Yeah, but, but Jennifer, Jennifer, here, okay, I, and I truly, I, there's no easy answer here. I, I think that um, it, this... This conversation, which I, th I think you should probably have with your husband, 
it has to be all about timing. It might even be a couple years from now. It might be, I, I don't know. On one hand, of course, my loyalty is with you. I don't want you to have to carry around this burden. I want your husband, if you, you know, if you love him and you feel close to him, to also feel protected. I'm not sure you should say anything yet. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I, where I, I was thinking too. I would, I would wait. So not yet? Not yet. I, I, you know, I'm going to say something possibly controversial. I don't think you should say anything at all. I'm with you. Because... Yeah, I'm 100% you've with you. Already expressed actually that you have cheated on him. Yeah. Whether that's emotionally or kissing or you don't get yeah. go into the details of it. And I think what I'm hearing is you're you're trying to process your own guilt and for you to tell your husband it hurts him and not telling him is not being dishonest. It's withholding information that would be more detrimental to the relationship and to him. And if you can possibly find a way to process this with a therapist, with a professional who will help you find coping mechanisms to process your own guilt, then you might be able to move forward within yourself rather than having to do it with your husband. I don't think that you, a husband and wife relationship has to be all things to each other at all times. You're not going to fully be able to understand each other. And so I think it's an act can be actually an act of love and selfless love and generosity by not telling someone something that you know is going to hurt them just because you think it's relieving you of your own guilt. And men do that, that crazy thing where like they just think about like the other penises that have been in you. And if they're bigger, then like truly, right? You're hundred percent correct. I'm like, I, the whole time I was listening to Jennifer. Uh, truly, I'm I the whole time I was listening to her. I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> if I was her husband, how would I feel if she told me the truth? It would drive you crazy. It would right. drive so, me so, absolutely crazy. And on top of that, on top of that, it will make him mistrust you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special moms in your life. In what better way than with Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets, perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for silky, smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow and Go Facial Set has everything she needs to achieve spa-level results at home. They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. For a limited time, you can save up to $48 on Osea's sets, plus get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. Pamper the moms in your life and get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code MOM. Well, he shouldn't trust me, first of all, I obviously, you know, because I've already done something that broke his trust. Um, and he is like half aware of it. But the other thing is, and another reason why I thought maybe telling him is because I feel like this person that I, you know, blocked out of my life, he's going to come back in my life again somehow. And I think a part of mm. me feels like if I tell my husband about it, then it's a done. I'll never be able to see this other person again because, you know, it's, it's, 
it's done. There's no way I can't go back from that. Have you told um, other gay girlfriends or people in your life that this has happened? Or are we the first people that you're confiding in this secret with? I have told one person. um, And she is one of my best friends. And she's been completely unjudgmental about it. Yeah, she said to me to not tell him anything at all about it Mm. because she knows how much he loves me and that it would hurt him i have another question when you were saying sorry when you so you uh, if this guy in terms of a working environment it means that it's possible that you will see him again or the fact that your husband knows who he is that he could potentially see him again so this person even if you didn't have any kind of personal contact with him you might be in the kind of the working environment okay so that's that that's it's not like you're ne- there's absolutely no no chance your husband will ever meet this man. There is a there's a no, there is a chance. We're in the same world, Jennifer. It's telling when you when you talk about um, how like confessing to your husband would be a preventative for a future affair. Mm, that's um, yeah. because to, I, yeah. you, do you know what I mean? Like I I think that to me it's it sounds like um, I, I don't know maybe maybe you and your husband. Um, I, I don't know, to, you know, to me, it's, it definitely sounds like I think you need to examine where you're at in, in your relationship and life is short. I, I don't know what the fuck Wait, I'm know, talking you, if about. If I'm trying to read you correctly, yeah. I think that <laughs> you're not convinced that Jennifer is still in love with her husband. Is no. that what it is? Yes. You're not, you're convinced you, you don't think she is. No. Okay. I'm sorry, Jennifer. I am sure he's a wonderful guy and I know you don't want to hurt him. Um, and you have all these conflicting feelings, like whether it's society or family or friends and kids and whatever. But um, but I think that that will I, I think that you're you're probably vulnerable to yeah. another affair. And um, and and I think this guy, I, I, I don't know, I, I think, you know, it, it's a big it's a big it's a big question for you, I think, is is examining if you want to be in your relationship and. Yeah. And, and it's hard when you have guilt, right? So you feel like right. you're being and a bad person. Him, but by... it's doing him a disservice mm. if you're convincing yourself that this is the right thing to do. Mm. You know, if that's the chore, you know, if that's a burden that you feel, um, that's doing both both members of the party here a disservice, um, if that makes sense. And, and, you know, I don't know. Women feel so much pressure to, like, make something... Work. work and yeah. I just I just um but you know like all of us we want to feel passion and love and like especially when you have young kids it's like oh you know you your whole yeah. identity has changed you're like mm-hmm. I have to go to the fucking oh, yeah. grocery store what the fuck to get applesauce fuck you <laughs> sim welcome to the world Can't of young wait. kids <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what I think is too, like when he, you know, because he's had a ton of lot. Like I went through like a health scare. I actually had the second baby. He wasn't in the country. I mean, so it's, I think that there is a lot of um, on my side a lot of resentment, resentment that I yeah. tried not to have. Because, right, 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 right. But you're, you, the one thing I I wanted to say about that in particular is that just because you feel like you've done something bad as in having an affair doesn't mean that you can't now feel resentment towards other things that That's he's right. done. Yeah. Yeah. That you're not like, well, yeah. I'm such a, it's not like a tit for tat competition right. of going, yeah. but I'm such a bad person. So I can't be angry with him that he wasn't present for the birth of our child. That's right. That's that is good a good point. And maybe Jennifer, even like, 
if you're alone raising young kids, that's a difficult position to be in. And while you're consumed with your own guilt, maybe you haven't been able to um, mm, yeah. step back and analyze the relationship at all. Um, you know, and 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 sort of analyze whether like who's making whom happy and yeah. yeah. Well, do you? I mean, do you think it's possible to be in love with two people at the same time? I think we make you make a decision. I mean, I think there's different different forms of love, and you can have a deep emotional bond when you have, especially in a marriage, which which takes over time, it develops and changes, and it becomes at times more about a companionship or the raising of children versus that kind of lust and passion and desire that can be all consuming with someone who is also unavailable. That in itself, the danger of that, uh, especially when you're that 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 comes with which is temporal and it has this kind of fire about it that will burn out quickly and it's interesting you chose this guy too because yeah. the guy's done it with many other people yeah because he's like uh, he's a uh, professional he's done it before he's very good at it he's a manipulator he sounds predatory yeah. he knew what yeah. he wanted he's done it before i know yeah. i fell so stupid i know no 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 no, no, no. it's but it's just interesting that that's that's how you know the the personality type that you sort of escaped to with like your you know the discontent in your marriage or you know like uh, like or being alone or the loneliness that you felt and wanting to feel dis- you know it's 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 interesting that it seems like it was kind of a temporary guy even though you because you acknowledge that but but you sort of romanticize the idea that, you know, in like 20 years you guys could be together. I, I, I think that I, w- I wouldn't say anything to your husband now at all, but I would I would start to think about um, the happiness that you're getting because it's, it's so important to like uh, to go through life doing things, ex- you don't want to be on your deathbed being like, oh yeah, well I fucking stayed in it for the kids, you know, uh, because the kids are going to be like, oh yeah, they're not even there at the nursing home. They're not even fucking paying for the nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't visited me in fucking 20 years. Haley, <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned, you, you you mentioned couples therapy <laughs> yeah. earlier. I yeah. think that's a great first step if I think couples therapy is is important, even if if you think things aren't going well. Just as a prevent, I you don't believe in therapy at all. No, no, no. It's not that. No, no, no. I'm just worried that as soon as, like, I think that that puts Jennifer in a vulnerable position to confess, and it's an area where everyone's like talking about like whatever. They're, they're working sh- on their no, marriage. No, no. I have another alternative. Okay. Mm-hmm. God damn it. All right. By the way, I'm a big advocate of therapy, hundred percent. But uh, go ahead. yes, I am too. But first, I think that you. You and your husband should go, like, if you can, take a week-long vacation someplace. Just the two of you. I don't know if you have family that can watch your kids. But I think that 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 will be a very telling. How do you relate to each other without the responsibilities of a family? Exactly. And and you guys are now spending a lot of, you know, time together. Like a road trip to Seattle or a trip to Hawaii. Like, I think that... Just, I think that it's really important that you two get to know each other a bit again, and then you can assess properly later on: is this a relationship that I want? Is am I still thinking about the other dude? Like, how do I feel? You know, like do like when the kids, you know, leave the nest, uh, am I going to feel very bonded with my husband? Like, what do you envision the future? And the only way to tell that, I think, is by spending some intense time together alone, and. 
I don't know if, if you guys can pull that off, but that is, I don't know. We are, we're actually planning on that for our anniversary. Oh, you are? Oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, because we, we know we need that. So we, we actually just kind of a couple of days ago said that we're going to go do this because it's next month. Yeah. So Good. Oh, that's, that's, good. that's, that's great. And, but yeah. Jennifer, yeah, I, I would, if you can carry the burden for a bit. And, and cause it's it re, like that kind of in like confessing that is a degree of, um, it, it's all about timing and it's, um, and if you were to, you know, the, the thing about talking to a therapist, if that's something that appeals to you is you're in a room with someone who carries no emotional baggage and no judgment about what you're saying. So you can unpack very messy and complicated feelings. And you might discover that you still hold resentment, resentments to your husband that you feel that you're not allowed to have because what you have done is infinitely worse. And it, and just saying if that feels like a, conf, a confusing thing, then a, a therapist allows a neutral environment for you to explore that without feeling that you're going to be detrimental to, another, to your husband. You don't, you can... You can take your time to figure out how you feel about him and and how you felt about this guy and what actually happened. Did you, Jennifer? Did you say you're going on a road trip? Where did you say you you guys were going to go? We are going to take a trip. Yes, we're going to take. Well, we're flying and we're going to go take a trip just to uh, to New Orleans, just to oh fuck kind of yeah, hang just, out. And... You know what? Just fuck him a lot if you love him. <laughs> like give him yeah, a lot of fucking blowjobs. Yeah, just watch fuck him. Yeah, make him feel so I mean, fucking our loved. Sex life has been amazing since I you know <laughs> told him that I was falling in love with somebody else. So that's been good. All right. Well, that's that's I mean, great. It, it, you know what? It just it's 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 sucks that you you will have to keep this at least. You know, I think I I think that you should keep this a secret for a while. If you are in love with him, you don't want this seed planted in his head that you know he's he's not satisfying you as a man. Man, they're the, all the, it's like just so much about their fucking cocks, and they're just like, am I big enough, right, Sim? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, what if I see the other guy again? Like, what if he comes crawling back into my life? Because uh, well, he will. I know he will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, th- then this this is the This is not a question you. that you can ask us. Yeah. This is on. That's yeah. on you. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I think um, I think you've, you you I think you don't you don't do anything until um, like take in New Orleans, reconnect with your husband, keep your secret. And don't contact this guy. And if he reaches out to you, don't contact him at all. Because first of all, I, even if the things are not great with your husband, which it sounds like they are, but even if they weren't, don't be with that fucking dude. He he's like a serial. He's gonna. He's he. I'm sure he's like says the same lines. He's good at what he does. You know, of like, uh, yeah. Don't you think, Sim? Like. If he's I, I don't a like. Yeah, of course. Cheater, this guy like, is a complete is, professional. The writing's it, on the wall. So manipulative. It, it does like, sound though that be, that you're open to the possible to letting him do that to you again. That you're. I know. You're, you're, you know, I know. And that you could be enticed back into that that drama. Yeah. And so, if that is the case, maybe change can only come from you hitting your whatever your rock bottom is with the involving yourself in someone who is uh, has a terrible history with women of being predatory and manipulative of your emotions that you takes you into this place that's not a healthy relationship, that you risk losing your marriage, that you up you know, the upheaval of your life and your family. If that needs to happen to, for you to hit your rock bottom, then 
that might need to happen as awful as it is. And I would hope, hope that isn't the case. But if you are still being enticed by someone who objectively right. speaking yeah. sounds to be so completely wrong um, in all ways, a red flag of staying well away from this person. That is, I, I look, I imagine this person, I just see a massive red flag and a whole bucket of pain for you and everyone involved. I think you need to stay well away from this guy. No, I agree. That's true. He is a mess. He's a walking red flag. Oh, I'm sorry, Jennifer. Jennifer. I'm so sorry yeah. going through I this. I bet he's like really charming and handsome and, and an amazing lover. Mm, charismatic and all that. You know, the, the, no, the, that, those are my husband. That's my husband. He's charming and handsome and amazing lover. That's why it's like, why am I? Why did this happen? So that's why because I you know what. Yeah, but so that so that's why I like priority. You know, maybe you tell him like, I I, I really want our future to be able to. Like, I w- I want to spend more time with you, and that if that means like you know, traveling with you and the kids more or, you know, I don't know, like, but figuring out a way where you guys can prioritize being around each other. I think that's all great advice. Jennifer, Jennifer I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. We um, went I on love and you. on. Thank you guys so much. Um, and, you know, let us know what happens. Yeah, yeah. please. A lot of our listeners I, I know are like have have very similar problems. So thank you so much for for being vulnerable. I kind of yeah. hope so. So I can feel a little bit better. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And we'll, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Um, thank you. Thank you, I Jennifer. really appreciate it. Bye. Bye. I love you. you. Bye. But wow, that's tough. Yeah, that is complicated. Haley. Hi. Um, at some point, I think we're supposed to plug projects. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's oh, I'm here. Okay. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's you so gave nice. amazing advice. So, so you, did you Howard's End. Mm. It, mm. It's it looks fucking incredible. I was almost cast in it. Well, you were cast in I give it a year, right? Yes. And I auditioned for that part and you, you did? got it. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah, probably because yeah. your American accent wasn't as great. <laughs> yeah. No, I think she was English and they made her American for you. I think so, because yeah. I was like, I can't. Oh, God. oh so oh. there you go. Well, yeah. fuck. So, listen, if it's any consolation, <laughs> no one will ever consider me for anything dramatic or period. Like, <laughs> I think I'm just going to stick to the period dramas and you do the cool rom-coms. Oh. Well, you're doing the Marvel stuff, too. I mean, you're yeah. all you're doing everything. Yeah, but I think she's done. I mean, I haven't had a call from them in a while. What about but, uh, no, Aven- <laughs> the next Avengers? Don't think so. No? I mean, I they're still filming it, right? I don't know. But I think one's coming out this year. But okay. um, it's the, the thing you just you never know what's going to happen because they're so protective and, and as they should be because you know if it's leaked then it ruins the plot so they want to be make sure that they can surprise their audiences. I sent Anna uh, an article from NPR today uh, with a review of Howard's End. Mm. My God, they love the show. Yeah, they do, and, you're, and they love you. you. Oh, the, I think the so headline nice. was uh, I don't even remember what it, it was, was, but it was Haley no, Atwell is yeah, the greatest is actress like, of all time, or something <laughs> like that. Well, well, I'm coming back here. This is fabulous. Um, I it was so Kenny Lonergan has adapted it, and he, of course, is the Oscar-winning writer director of Manchester by the Sea. So when I found out about the, about Howard's End and the offer came in, and it, that Kenny's attached to it, it just felt that this was really cool. This was great. This I didn't want it to be this mannered period drama that was only going to appeal to people who liked period dramas. You know, I wanted it to be able to be accessible, whatever genre it was. And I feel like Kenny does that. He writes human beings and he writes interactions very honestly, and he kind of understands the human condition or how to convey it on paper. Um, so it's a beautiful four-parter. That uh, is that started last night, Sunday, 
uh, the 8th. So it's on every Sunday now for four weeks. Great. And I'm sure that they can have it on the, the Stars app. I'm sure there's iTunes. They can yes. get it anywhere, right? Yes, exactly. You can get it. But it's on Stars, but hopefully um, there'll be like, other places. A little places. bit that I saw, mm. I love how the camera holds on you and how because you, you're very you're so emotive you know, in those silent moments. Yeah. The, well, that's the, yeah, the, that's, that's written actually because they wanted Margaret Schlegel that even when she wasn't saying anything that she's really present. So she's very active in thinking. So I wanted to make sure that that was conveyed. So even when I'm not just sitting there waiting for my line to come through, but there is an inner world that's happening. She's kind of amazing. And also I feel she's one of those kind of a real kind of iconic roles in, in, in literature where you have this independent thinker who navigates her way really elegantly and intelligently, but there is loads of scope for her to be messy, make mistakes, contradictory, hypocritical, sanctimonious, oh my God. Uh, wow. gossipy, judgmental. There's a lot of syllables you're just spewing <laughs> out there. I'm using all the big words I know. <laughs> Literature. <laughs> Hashtag classic. <laughs> so I read an article today that Goldie Hawn gave Anna her blessing for Overboard. Did Emma Thompson <gasps> have to give you her blessing for this role? Well, she's my mate and she played my really? mom in Brideshead Who Visited 10 years ago. So she's always been a mentor for me. I feel like I'm consumed with jealousy right now. I'm just going to sink into the sofa. <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sim. <laughs> that was such like a weird question. You never ask questions like that. What are you talking about? It was so well framed. Thank you. It felt I like you were like on a, like a fucking actual talk show. You think show. I'm some kind of like yes, dumb I dumb? Do. Yes, I do. Oh You're a fucking ding dong. Fuck Amazing. you. Great. Oh, God. Sorry. But Emma and you are best friends. The big M. The big Go e. on. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, oh. I just, uh, well, I wish. I wish. I wish. If I, I make a scary movie around. five, would you be in it? <laughs> yes. Haley. Can I be the hand? Maybe you could. Can I just be, I'll be the giant hand. I get expanded. It's gotten bigger in the fifth one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off with my own narcissism and embarrassment. Will you please go on about Emma Thompson? God. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are so, best friends and you go to lunch together and we 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 hang. I mean she's a busy lady. There's a lot of people in her life, but you know. I'll um I of course wanted to pay homage and oh say, you know, they're doing the impossible. I just bow down to what you did and what it is and what it meant for you and your career and the recognition that she's oh, so rightly deserved. It's not deserved. that big of a deal. It's just oh, a podcast. I know. I was an absolute lovey. Total lovey about it. And she was like, don't watch what I did. You are she. She is you. But she did say a piece of advice, uh, which was also always wear good underwear when you do, when you're on set. It's just that little secret that you have for yourself. I don't understand that. Yeah, wait. Does that mean like... Boy shorts that like, whatever makes you feel good, just do that. But she was like, just wear really nice, treat yourself to some nice underwear. Huh. Yeah, I thought, oh, that's quite cool. And then she would say things like, um, choose one point in the show or in the film, whatever it is, where you cry, and let that be the only time for maximum dramatic impact. That's what I always did with scary movie one, two, three, four. In fact, I think I gave Emma that advice. <laughs> oh, well. Yep. 
and she took it it's, from me. See, see how you're. It's moving on. It's amazing yeah. how like you're just a beacon of light to all these <laughs> actors. Like thanks to you. We yeah, now, this is yeah. they should. They should be you more gratitude. The industry, yep. Like you need I, to deserve I, more. I need a round of applause. Quite right. Quite right. <laughs> Well, See, I'm going to give you both a round of applause and end the show oh, right now. Oh, thank you. Everyone. Wait, wait, wait. Haley, <laughs> will you tell Sim, will you just say, because I feel a little honorary right now, will you just say, fuck you, Sim, if you don't mind. Say, Oh, will you say, you're a fucking cunt? <gasps> but, but I gave you that line. Okay, so, it's, it's so Anna told me to say, hey, Sim, you're a fucking cunt. <laughs> oh, God, that was good. Good night, was, everyone. You're so kind. She's